Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wounded Blue Hour. I'm your host, Randy Sutton, a 34-year law enforcement veteran, the author of a number of books, including A Cop's Life and the soon-to-be-released Rescuing 911, The Fight for America's Safety. I'm also the founder of The Wounded Blue. The Wounded Blue is the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers, a nationwide charity. I want to welcome you to the show. On this show, we talk about all things regarding the physical, mental, and spiritual health and well-being of America's law enforcement community. And we always have a very interesting guest, and I won't I won't disappoint you again today. But before we uh, we get to her, let's uh, do our reality check, where we uh, eulogize the officers who have given their lives in the line of duty since our last show. And of course, this is our reality check. So um, let's talk about Deputy Sheriff Jeremy Malone of the George County Sheriff's Office in Mississippi. Deputy Sheriff Jeremy Malone was shot and killed during a traffic stop in front of 12298 US Highway 98 at about 5.15 p.m. He was shot as he approached the vehicle. The suspect fled after shooting Deputy Malone and led officers on a pursuit through multiple counties before being shot and killed near Beaumont, Mississippi. Deputy Malone had served in law enforcement for 21 years, serving with the George County Sheriff's Office and previously served with the Leakesville Police Department, Jackson County Sheriff's and Biloxi Police Department. He is survived by his wife, three daughters, mother and two brothers. Uh, Deputy Sheriff Jeremy Malone, George County Sheriff's Office, Mississippi. End of watch Thursday, January 4th, 2024. The next officer that gave his life in the line of duty is Deputy Sheriff Eric Anthony Minix of the Coeta County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. Oh, I hate reading these. Deputy Sheriff Eric Minix died as a result of being struck by a police car while in a high-speed chase in Chambers County, Alabama. In the early hours of Thursday, January 4th, the pursuit began in Georgia before crossing into Alabama on I-85, where Deputy Minix was struck by a police car from an assisting agency. He was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. At least seven law enforcement agencies were assisting in apprehending the suspect who was driving a stolen vehicle. The subject was arrested and is waiting charges. Deputy Sheriff Minix was also a canine officer and served with the Coeta County Sheriff's Office for four and a half years, had previously served with the Tyrone Police Department for over five years. He is survived by his wife, three daughters. He is also um, uh, survived by his father, stepmother, and four sisters. Deputy Sheriff Eric Anthony Minix, Coeta County Sheriff's Office, Georgia, end of watch Thursday, January 4th, 2024. 2023 ended with an astounding number of police officers being shot in line of duty, 378. That's more than one a day when you average it out, which is a shocking number. Uh, last year, 124 officers gave their lives in the line of duty, which is a surprisingly small number um, considering how many were shot. 
you know, when when we know these officers have been shot, many of these, uh, you know, may have been saved by either timely medical care, uh, having uh, being uh, wearing a vest that uh, that you know that that uh, may save their lives. But the the attacks on law enforcement continues, and we haven't got the statistics yet from the number of officers who have been physically assaulted this year or last year, excuse me. But you can you can guarantee that it'll be somewhere around sixty thousand. Um, now, as the number of law enforcement officers diminished in the United States, these numbers become even more significant. So um, the the threat is always there. The danger is always there, physically and also emotionally and psychologically. So um, let's keep uh, these officers in our thoughts and prayers. So I want to introduce to you our guest, and. Um, Jemmy Bertrand is our guest. She is the founder and CEO of a, an amazing company that is doing uh, some incredible work oh, uh, that, that's, that's really quite um, astounding. And uh, I want to introduce to you right now and bring her into the show. Uh, Jemmy, thanks for joining me here at, uh, at the Wounded Blue Hour. It is my pleasure. And I, I just want to say, rest in peace, all the officers. It's just horrifying to hear those numbers. That that it is. It is horrifying. Um, so yeah. I wanted I want I want the uh, audience to get to know you a little bit, Jimmy. If you would, let's talk mm -hmm. about your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up. I was born and raised in uh, Barcelona. Um, and uh, my background it was I was I grew up in a small town and I'm not gonna go to a lot of details, <laughs> political details on the the country and the whole thing because it was uh, there was a dictatorship at that time. My dad was in politics against the regime, so it was a little bit tricky that part. But I grew up in a very easy, you know, easy town and easy situation. Um, when I grew up, uh, going into college, I decided to go uh, to put myself to a very difficult, very difficult um, line of work, which is international conflict management. I have a PhD on that, and that deploys you, at least at that time, uh, three months uh, three months at the time overseas. So I, I used to work with law enforcement. Uh, with blue helmets and military politicians, for the most part, male, with very little, <laughs> very little regard for female um, in that business. <laughs> so yeah. international conflict <clears throat> management. I mean, yeah. that, I, I, it's, 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 it's a, that's a very obtuse kind of name. What is, what does it, what do you, what does an inner, what does that actually entail? So every PhD is a little bit different. You can study this, you can go through the same process and choose your own specialty. What I did, I was a, an independent auditor. What I did, it was basically um, help to small nonprofits to deploy the money where on the field where was needed in a very um in a much more useful and loyal way to do it because some people you know like you send money to a nonprofit something happened you know like hurricane in haiti um tsunami in the south of india you know like all these 
things around the world or wars, uh, war on, you know, like any kind of border in the Middle East. Um, and you send money and you never know if that money is going to be used for the people that you are sending for. Right. Right. So there is this people like I did in the past and, and they used to help those nonprofits to deploy the money in a much bigger nonprofit that I knew they were doing the right work uh, for their people. I see. And that, and that brought you into areas where there was, there was a military conflict. Oh yeah. I worked um, in the border of India and Pakistan, uh, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, south of India, just after the tsunami. And then actually I rescued my adopted daughter in Haiti during the coup d'etat, which was also a very interesting situation. I can only imagine. So you, you've okay. had, you've had um, a great deal of experience in, de in dealing in areas where there is trauma. That's really what it yes. comes down to. Okay, so, so yes. you got your PhD in, and then you were deployed in, in some really exotic areas. I'm going to use the word exotic because <laughs> yeah. it's probably a little polite. But um, yeah. um, and, and so how did you, okay, so from that, where did you then, where did your life take you then after that? Well, what happened is uh, talking about trauma, I got my own. Right, being a super stressed, super demanding job, very, you know, like always on the lookout for your own health and, and safety. And, um, and it, you know, like I start neglecting my own health. I, uh, I thought if I cannot feed these children, who am I to eat this food, right? So I started neglecting a little bit myself. And my body wasn't getting nutrients and I kept, you know, like a really high standard level of work. And to the point that my brain broke due to a stress, right? Like for a split second, one day I woke up in the morning, thank God I was at home. My kids were there and I woke up and I thought I am not dead because I have thoughts, but my body wasn't moving. Like I had to, tell my foot to be on the ground and start walking. Like it was just, I, I, I taught my brain how to connect and do what I was supposed to do. It was a very bizarre, very gnarly situation. I was rushed to the ER and doctors couldn't come up with an answer. So at that time I was lucky enough that they, because there was no diagnosis, they didn't they didn't prescribe any medication. So that allowed me to take care of myself. I started learning and doing thousands of hours of research and studying the brain and what was going on. And it took me a year and a half, but I put it back together. Did you ever receive a, a diagnosis for post-traumatic stress? No, no. That was many years ago. That was in 2006, and we don't have that in Europe. <laughs> That's kind of, you know, PTSD. That was kind of new. Um, no, I never had a diagnosis, like to the point that if it was today, 
if it was one of my clients, I would say you have severe depression. Mm-hmm. They didn't even diagnose me with depression or anxiety, nothing. Right. All right. This, so this I, is, I mean, like this. This is interesting. I, I'd like to, I'd like to just delve a little bit deeper into this. <laughs> so in 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 Europe and in uh, uh, other areas of the world, post traumatic stress wasn't even on the radar. Is that correct? No. No. Interesting. No, it is, and it's not because it doesn't exist or it didn't exist. It sure. Existed, <laughs> right? <clears throat> we have for the most part, um, the same problems as everywhere else. Sure. sure. But I mean, not all of them. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that because uh, reward people doesn't have guns at home at home. The massive shootings don't exist. So right. that's, that's the one thing that we can say that's not a problem that we have there. But you know, like abuse, suicide, addiction, all of it is there, I mean, right. like, you know, right. but that wasn't a diagnosis at that time. It wasn't. No, no. Okay. So, so you recognized <laughs> that you were, that you were in trouble and you began studying, oh, yeah. studying mm-hmm. the causes. And um, where did that lead you educationally? So, well, then I start, I mean, like, basically, because I, I, I am a PhD, I am a researcher. That's what we do, right? Like you just keep studying and studying. And, and I became really well known <laughs> in, the, in the brain and behavioral health field because I helped a lot of people back there too, right? Like I, I, I learned, I got to a point where I learned so much uh, about the different areas of the brain and how that affects um, our decision making, right? Like depending on where you have uh, your injury or your your trauma, your there is an area that is more affected than another, and you can help yourself through nutrition and habits. You know, like a spirituality, as you said, uh, exercise. You know, like just staying healthy in a very specific way. Um, so it, it led me towards that world, and I'm very passionate about it. Interesting, really interesting. So um, now, at this point, you were still um, you were still in Europe and being deployed to different areas in the, in the world. No, no. Then I quit working. I couldn't work. I mean, it took me a year and a half to recover, and oh, okay, to the point that oh, yeah, a year and a half. And because there is one thing that I learned about the brain. And is the brain what it needs is time for recovery and do all the things that you need to do to help the brain. But people lose this patience. Like we always want to do the quick thing, right? And, and the pill is the quick thing, medication, you know, right. and sometimes works and sometimes it becomes a problem. Sure, yeah. sure. So no, at, at that time I quit working and I devoted my studies and my life to research the brain. Okay, got it. And and um, where did where did your research lead you? Um, well, then I I moved to because I am a world traveler. Um, then I moved here to United States. And I was hired by a um, 
bring up by a behavioral health uh, medical practice. And I worked there as a medical director and, and I was there for almost five years. And I saw how the brain and behavioral health is being addressed, right? Like we address the symptoms, not the cause, right? Like we don't count on people to change their lifestyle, to help their brain to heal. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know it's, it, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit, um, is a, is a tricky concept, but the brain is designed to heal itself. It just needs a specific environment. You have to feed the brain specific things. You have to do a specific, uh, you have to create new habits. You have to create new neural pathways. And when you help the brain to do that, it heals itself because it has a gift called neuroplasticity. The brain always remembers how to go back to normal. That's fascinating. Um, the, so you're talking the physical organ, the brain, about mm-hmm, uh, about mm-hmm. he, when you say healing the brain, you're talking about um, a brain that has been damaged by trauma, or by or by yes. a physical, uh, like a traumatic brain injury. Both. So I, I always distinguish the brain and the mind like two things of the same from the same person right like the brain is the physical aspect of the mind and the mind is the spiritual aspect of the brain right right like the mind is up here we don't know we have thoughts right and the brain is inside our head doesn't go anywhere right right and and when one is affected the other one is affected too so when we talk about mental health, often we think it's our mind, right? Like we have depression, we have negative thinking, but know that there is always a part of the brain that manages that negative thinking, which is called the deep limbic system. Depression is created there. Yes. Right? So you have to support and help to heal depression you have to address the physical aspect and, and we n- nourish and nurture our bodies with food. Okay, so you, we're, we're talking about some really interesting stuff here because, you know, there, I guess you probably also run into um, conflict with people that, that may not agree with, um, with your terminology and with the way that you're, you're um, equating the brain and um, and and spirituality and and thought and and damage to one affects damage to the other. Are there people that um, that come in conflict with you about this research? Sure, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like, I, to me, um, I always say, you know, like, I'm not against medication. You can use medication when it's needed but know when you have to terminate, right? Like when we talk about medical practice, is that is practice. They are practicing in a human being, (laughs) right? Right. right. So when when we, like every place has a procedure, like United States has a SOP, a standard operational procedure with depression. Europe has a different, SOP for depression. In Europe, if you are diagnosed with depression and you they put you on medication, 
you will stay in medication no longer than a year and a half. After a year and a half, if depression, if depression doesn't improve, they wind you off medication and they research another cause. I see. Here, I, see. I, here I encounter people that has been in antidepressants for 28 years and three, four different type of medication because, you know, like they, you know, like they keep increasing one medication and that's not enough because the brain builds up resistance. So we have to add a second one and then a third right. one right. and then a fourth one and they will die medicated. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So think about this and it makes total sense when, when we add chemicals in the brain and your brain already runs with chemicals, the hormones, our brain is filled up with chemicals, right? Like hormones, right. neurons, all of that are chemicals. The chemistry of the medication changes the reaction of our brain. Right. Right. Like when people, when people, I mean, like think about if you have a glass of wine, your brain doesn't feel the same. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. So this is the same thing. So it, it changes the capacity of the brain for recovery. Underst understood. And that's why the name of your organization is nourish the brain. Yes. Good. Okay. I wanted to, I wanted to slip that in there. Yes. Um, and, yes. And, okay. So this is this is fascinating stuff. Um, so we did did you run into uh, when you when you came here and you you had already done your own studies as opposed to mm -hmm. you know the research yeah. and and absorbed research from other from other sources you you researched your own um, mm -hmm. and you developed this you developed your own basically your form of treatment for, uh, mm -hmm. for brain injury or, or post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I mean, like for all of it, right? Because uh, PTSD or TBIs, all those things have side effects. And the side effects are depression, anxiety, anger, violence, addiction. All of these are side effects of the same problem right it's right. just a, a way of coping okay so there's the there's the physical injury of a traumatic brain injury you know something mm -hmm. from a car accident uh from from some type of conflict um and but your theory is that the brain can heal so mm -hmm. a traumatic brain injury well, can be healed. Is that is that what you're you're saying? Yes. You just have to know what to do and what not to do. To me, it's all about education. If we all knew what to do, it would be much easier for people to address their own things. You know, like I have a headache. This is what I have to do. I have depression. This is what I should do. Right. Um, but yes, you can heal. Of course, if you have a massive brain injury and you lose a big chunk of your white matter, or there is a big scar in the dura of your brain, it's going to be way more challenging. And many times there won't be 100% recovery. But the quality of life 
for you and the people that you have around, which usually is the family, is going to be always much better. Interesting. Okay. Um, we've got to take, <coughs> excuse me, a quick break, and then we're going to come right back and get more in, in depth into uh, into your research and uh, and the thought processes that that go into uh, into healing, which is which is what we all hope for. So we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Change in the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. One Nation Coffee. One Nation Coffee. Patriotic, uh, veteran-owned, uh, very, very good coffee. I w actually went down and visited their roasting facility and met with the folks down there, uh, John and his crew, and they are amazing people. The coffee is delicious. You order it online. They bring it right to your house. You can get the ground coffee. You can get beans. I like to grind my own. They've got uh, also got these, uh, you know, the the containers that you put in your Kerrig or whatever that thing is called. So um, One Nation Coffee. Go to OneNationCoffee.com. Order your coffee, and uh, you'll get great coffee, and you'll be supporting 
uh, a patriotic company that supports the wounded blue. So uh, go to OneNationCoffee.com. So I want to talk to you about the Wounded Blue. Um, as you probably know, if you watch this show, uh, that I am the founder and the CEO, excuse me, the, uh, uh, what am I? I'm the chairman of the board of the organization. And the Wounded Blue is the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It's an organization that is very specific on the people that we help, and that is the American law enforcement community. You know, um, we recognize injuries as either being physical or emotional and psychological. And we all know that post-traumatic stress can be as deadly as a bullet. And um, it's a very lonely place to be when you're either physically or psychologically injured in the line of duty. And that's why the peer advocate support team of the Wounded Blue is so essential to the mission. The entire team is made up of law enforcement officers who have been shot or stabbed or beaten, run over, uh, or face the abyss of post-traumatic stress and came out on the other side. They, they have walked the walk and uh, they uh, still care about, about um, helping their brothers and sisters. And that's why they are continuing to serve in the capacity as a peer counselor. So I urge you, if you're a law enforcement officer and you're struggling, either because of physical injury or because of, uh, of trauma that you have faced, Reach out to the Wounded Blue. Go to thewoundedblue.org and just uh, say, hey, you know what? Can you have one of your guys contact me? And uh, everything is confidential. We are a resource for every cop in America and every police department in America. So go to thewoundedblue.org, see who we are, see what we do. And if you support law enforcement, I ask you, hit that donate button and give what you can. Give 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can afford because uh, this is a nationwide charity. We don't get funded by any other sources other than people like you. So uh, go to thewoundedblue.org. If you want to become a sponsor of The Wounded Blue or one of our programs, such as our National Law Enforcement Survival Summit, which will be held in Las Vegas, September 26th through the 29th, um, contact me directly, randy at thewoundedblue.org. It's randy at thewoundedblue.org. And uh, we'll get back to our program now. Okay, um, I am. I, well, you and I could talk probably for hours about about yeah. you, about what you're doing. And, okay, so we're talking about the traumatic brain injury and how brain can heal. What did your research show as far as healing um, healing the brain? Well, as I said, I mean, like one of the things that is most important is is the time, right? Like is, is having the patience to do the right thing for a period of time. Um, the most important thing I would say is the things that we do and the things that we don't do, right? Like the things that we put in our mouth and the things that we don't put in our mouth, right? Um, Anything that you eat that contains lots of chemicals, even though it seems like normal to us, 
right? Like um, anything that is being has pesticides, like vegetables, fruits, things like this. All of these are neurotoxins affect the brain performance. Anything that we do that is an addiction, right? Like alcohol, drugs, any way that is unhealthy coping, that will affect the brain recovery. And then if you add all the things that you need to do, like tons of good fats, that even replenishes white matter, right? Like good fats, good protein, good hydration, and then tons of good superfoods that are specialized and good for the brain, like, you know, like some microalgaes that contain tons of oxygen to oxygenate the small capillars in the brain. There's tons of things that help, uh, minerals that help in the central nervous system to recover. So, you know, like you have longer span of frustration and stress. So you have more resilience to stress. You are not so snappy. That helps with um, brain recovery too. And also adapting new habits, right? Like good sleeping patterns. Big part of the healing happens at night while we sleep. Your brain uses the time to make good chemicals and restore your body. If we don't sleep well, the, the brain has more trouble to recover. That makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes makes a great deal of sense. Um, I, I wanted to touch on on just go back for a second. You seem to be um, really espousing that healthy diet and nutrition plays a major role in 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 uh, mental health. It does. It does. I mean, like I think that I worked with people, clients. I mean, I, I don't see one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, barely right now because I work with the students, but, um, but I work with people that had, uh, epilepsy seizures and the improvement with eating the right things and doing the right things, it makes a, a world of difference. Like, really, you know, like, yes, like it affects everything, like everything that you eat changes the way that your brain performs. And we all know that the American diet is a, is abysmal. That, um, I mean, you know, you walk down the, the, the grocery aisle and it, it, it's nothing but chemicals on all sides. That, uh, that the nutritional, there are nutritional deficiencies. I, I, I want to interject a, a, a short story here that I think will, um, will resonate with you. When I was a child, I was very, very sickly. I spent a lot of, of mm -hmm. many, many months in hospitals when I was uh, 10, 11 years old. And no one could figure out what was wrong with me. And I was depressed. I couldn't get out of bed. I had no energy. And, uh, and, and my parents, out of desperation, took me to a nutritional doctor, a homeopathic doctor. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. literally, because I had spent... I had spent so much time in and out of hospitals, the most modern hospitals that were available, and, th and they never figured out what was wrong with me. They would give me prescriptions. Nothing ever helped. And this doctor, who, by the way, graduated from medical school in the 30s, 
um, diagnosed me after taking a blood sample and a urine sample, told my parents that I, was, that I was literally nutritionally deficient and they were starving me to death. And, and my, my parents were going, what are you talking about? And he said, he said, I can tell you exactly what you're eating. You're eating cheeseburgers and ice cream. And he says, you're, you're so nutritionally deficient. He wound up giving me 72 vitamins a day to take that I took religiously. Which is insane. Which I took religiously for years. And he changed my diet completely to all natural foods. And my entire metabolism changed and I regained my health. So I am a complete mm -hmm. believer in nutrition. So please take it from there because I am totally on board with you here. Can I tell you a story, a little story? Sure. That happened to me. I was in India and I was in a train and I've seen like five individuals that were like snooping around every car of the train, five guys. And then I thought like the train was getting empty and emptier and emptier. And all of a sudden I see myself for the most part alone in, a, in the last car of the train. And those guys were coming to me and I thought this is not going to end well for me. Yeah. Or they will, they will kill me and do unimaginable things before, or I kill myself and I jump off the train. So I chose the second one. Wow. So I, yeah, I grab my bag and I jump off the train. And it, it happened that I fell off in a field where they were picking peanuts. So there was a, a whole a field uh, pickers in the field. And, and they grabbed me. I couldn't breathe because I had a backpack, like, you know, like when you jump in with a backpack, the backpack fo follows the inertia of the train. You know, it was just disaster. So I thought I'm going to be paralyzed. I couldn't move. I was all squints. And they took me to um, a Ayurvedic doctor in India. They have Ayurveda, which is the most ancient medicine. And that night I was flying from Bombay to Barcelona, which is a 17 hours flight. So I thought I'm not going to make it. And if I make it to the plane, I don't, I, I, I don't think I can be sitting. So I thought, I mean, you know, like whatever. So they took me to the Ayurvedic doctor and that doctor had me there for five hours, feeding me one banana every hour underneath a red light and putting some kind of unguin in my back. So I was there for five hours with that guy. After those five hours, I got up, I picked up my back and I took the flight as, 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 as predicted. And I never had any side effects of that accident, which could have been fatal. That is amazing story. <laughs> Now, what kind of yeah. physician did you say he was? Pronounce that again for me. I, Ayurvedic. It's Ayurvedic doctor. So Ayurveda is the ancient Indian medicine. And they treat the body as a dosha. So everybody has, like, for example, in your case, your, dosha, your body, your dosha will be pitta. Pitta is people that has a very heat up body. Like they, a very what? Run, a very what warm. body? Heat up, like they run warm. 
So they are powerful, they are strong, they are decisive, right? Like they have a personality that stands out. So they qualify the personality and the body by the dosha. And it's all about, you know, like herbs and plants and food, all kinds of, all natural, of course. Yeah. Did, did you, did you begin studying that as part of, um, yeah, your, your... I, I studied Chinese. Yes. I, I studied Chinese medicine, microbiotics. I did, um, Ayurveda for sure. Uh, functional medicine. I studied all kinds of, um, alternative medicines along with, you know, like all the, the nutritional value of food and superfoods and plants and herbs. Yeah. Okay, so so now that you 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 begin your your um, your company, when when did that happen? Here in the United States, I started my company in two thousand fifteen, I think sixteen. Probably was two thousand sixteen, beginning of the year, and as a sole, you know, like as a sole uh, preneur, solopreneur. And I was doing one-on-one coaching and educating people about what to eat and what not to eat. Um, in the beginning, it was funny because I never had, you know, like any idea about helping people to lose weight, but people will come to me to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. And and I never, never, never educate or teach people diet. I, I just don't do that because diets don't work. You know, like we change the lifestyle, the way that we eat, you know, like the way that we cook. I remember um, one of uh, the first clients that I had, it was a lady. She was um, in recovery uh, from uh, meth. She was a meth addict. And she she was, um, (laughs) it was very funny because she said, don't ask me to quit Coke, McDonald's, and coffee, because that's all I eat. <laughs> so I said, so what about salad? And she says, I eat salad every day. And I said, really? Okay, what kind of salad? And the lettuce and the tomato in the burger, it was the salad. Right. So like, she, that is so like for me that was so different you know like i wasn't used to that way of eating like when i go i walk on the street and i see these people that are overweight and they can barely walk they have those legs that are so thick that they walk with a lot of difficulty type 2 diabetes that is i think is over 39 million people in the United States that now has type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is completely curable. Mm-hmm. Curable. Like you, you don't have to be sick. You don't have to use all these medications that are going to kill you much faster. You don't. But because people is not educated that they can do that themselves. They can change the odds. They just keep taking the medication and the medication, it just keeps making them bigger and bloater and with a lot of health issues. Right. You know, lots right. of health issues. It's all about the education. 
And when it comes down to the the, the mental health and the and the mm-hmm. um, the uh, the nutritional mental health for for healing the brain, so we know it as you said, it, it takes time, but it also takes the proper nutrition. That's what you're saying. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, so you have how, to eat the specific things. So what are those specific things? I mean, it all depends in, in, you know, like in cases and, and whatever problem we are talking, but overall mental health, like to be in a healthy state of mind. And then, you know, like if you have depression or things like this, then we do a little bit of different things, but to have a healthy, um, a healthy uh, brain health and mental health, you want to eat good fats, good fats such as olive oil, coconut oil, organic, avocados, good fats, nuts, seeds, all of these are good fats. It has lots of omegas. All of this is brain nutrition. Mm-hmm. It, it helps the white matter to recover. This also have lots of antioxidants, means that your brain cells are going to last longer, are going to die less faster. And then you want to have protein, like lean protein, like chicken or beef, not too often, but beef, lots of fish, small fish, better, you know, like salmon or smaller fishes, tuna has a lot of mercury, mercury if you, if you do tuna too often, but you know, like all these fish that we can buy at the store usually are good, except for tilapia. Do not buy tilapia, please. Really? It's not good. Okay. It's a bottom of the barrel fish and is proven that is inducive to Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. Okay. That's something I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So tilapia is a not good fish. Um, so, so those are, you know, like protein is important because it helps to create a stronger connections in the brain. Now, memory. Are, how, how about supplements? Are you a believer in supplements? I am. I I always recommend superfoods. Not so much man-made vitamins mm-hmm. anymore. Okay. The reason is because um, you, our liver is the factory of your body. If you don't mind to go into that for a second. Uh, the liver is the factory of the body. So when the liver receives something that is not food, doesn't know what to do with it. And then what it does is encapsulates that particle in fat and it storages in the liver or the fatty tissue around the belly. So you want to eat, you want to mm. eat like superfoods because superfoods are one food. Is not like a, a whole bunch of, you know, like chemicals that have some vitamin, but it's man-made and it turns out to be a chemical. It's not supportive. Right. Tell me what's, what, what, what are the superfoods that you should, that you should put in your body? Oof. I, um, if you have anxiety, ashwagandha, that's a Chinese herb and it's really, it helps with anxiety and, and stress post-traumatic stress, very helpful. Uh, Maca helps to balance your hormonal system and adds oxygen into your brain, 
the brain needs to be oxygenated to perform better. Um, chlorella. Chlorella is a microalgae and is the plant on earth that ha carries the highest amount of oxygen. Also the plant, the algae has a gift called, um, um, how is this? Spaced out for a second. <laughs> um, okay, uh, it will come to me. But it has a gift and what it does is it quadruples uh, growth factor. So what it does is quadruples itself every hour. So it multiplies your cells regeneration much faster and grows stem cells. So when you are recovering from brain injury, it helps to have something that enhances your stem cell growth. Right. Uh, have yeah. you, have, so I've been re, re, reading recently about something called Shilajit. Have you ever heard of that? Very famous. You know, yes, I did, but I'm not extremely familiar with that. So I, the one thing that I do, I will try. I will try and I will get back to you. But um, what I do is always I, I test everything on myself to know if it works. Sure. Okay, so um, as, as we were in the last, last eight minutes of the show, so I want to, I want, I, so what you do now is you don't act, you don't see one-on-one -on -one patients, but what um, Nourish the Brain does is it teaches people how to become yes. coaches. Explain, explain what, what Nourish the Brain does and how people can get involved in it. Yeah, so I created a program that explains all these things. And the program is, is accredited by the uh, Bureau of uh, Private and Post-Secondary Education. It's called Brain and Behavior Coach. You learn how to take care of your body and how to coach others to do the same. And we talk about all kinds of, I mean, from nutrition to mental health, right? Like PTSD, TBI, there is tons of education about trauma, the different areas of the brain. And is uh, the program is offered as a continuous education, I coach special operations officers. I've been doing that for a few years now. Uh, we are federal contractors, so the, the program is being sold to the federal government and to injured workers in California. So anybody that wants to take the program, you know, like I am always uh, happy to explain what it is, but it's uh, especially for first responders, um, medics or on site and military personnel. There is always what we do is we create a community, especially for them. So they learn, they, they learn the course, they study the course, there is projects and there is all kinds of things in the course really good. But also we create a community. So we do mentoring calls and we have uh, mentoring calls four times a week and we put them together in a group. So they have peer support and they help each other. We assign an accountability person to each other. So throughout the course, they are not only learning, they are already practicing. And the course is really, um, really good, uh, especially for uh, police officers, really good to be trained in this kind of education because that way they have more tools when they have a call that they have to attend and there is some kind of aggression or, you know, like when the, the shooting in Las Vegas, 
everybody, nobody knew what to do, how to attend people, because, you know, like you have to be prepared to address trauma on site to help emotionally, right? Like it's sure. the, Yeah. Okay, so, how, so that's what, how, we do. what is the what is the the length of the course? The length of the course is, I mean, like everybody takes it as as fast as they want, but it doesn't. It's not shorter than uh, four or five months. So usually it's six months course, and they go through a module a week, and we do the mentoring calls, and they go through the projects because there is projects, there is assignments, and they go through finals, and then they graduate. That's, it, it usually that's very intense. Months. Very intense. It is. It is. Um, and at, there is tons at, of education. At the at the end of at the end of the the six months or thereabouts. Um, the skill levels that they are, they now know about nutrition. They, they, they absorb um, your, your research that you have discovered through, mm -hmm. through your own research as far as nutrition goes, feeding the brain, um, knowing the, pre the proper foods to, uh, for optimum health, either phys physical and emotional. Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's... <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. Yes. So everything I know is there. Like it goes through, like, like the course is divided in three, in three pieces. One, the first part is about, you know, like your body and your brain. The second part is all about brain and mind and how to help others. And, and you learn all kinds of tools, how to deal with trauma, with people, how to help people through trauma to traumatic situations. And the third part of the course, we prepare them to take over their own business or to work through that program. Okay, right? like, so, let's so, say. so it is in essence a train the trainer course, correct? It is a train the trainer course. Okay, yes. and and there are people that, that um, absorb this and then basically create a business opportunity out of it. Is that correct? Yes. So it, yes, you can create your own business. You can work in a medical practice. You, what I suggest, especially uh, police, what we do, what I, what I like them to do is to help their peers, you know, like do it to each other, you know, like within, within the community, because you are the only person that knows exactly what this person is going through. Right, right. What Nobody will do it better. What, what's the cost of the course? The cost of the course, it all depends because you can go through the ETPL and if you have an injury, uh, you had injury at work, the insurance pays for it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the course is around $8,000 but you don't have to pay for it. Very interesting. All yeah, right, where, where do people, yeah. where, do, where can people go to learn more about it and and actually, you know, set, set themselves up to, uh, to take the course? How do they find it? Okay, so we have uh, the website, which is, is still in construction, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, right now is www.ntvu.org. You can also go to Nourish the Brain Institute. This is the old website. 
all the information is there. And if there is any particulars that want to ask questions, uh, you can do it on my email and I will answer uh, personally. And it's jemmy at nourishthebrain.com. That's G-E-M-I at nourishthebrain.com. Correct. Right. Well, I, I got to tell you, um, this was a fascinating, fascinating conversation. Uh, I've learned quite a bit and I would like to learn more. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so thankful that we were able to uh, get the opportunity to speak today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I welcome the work that you do. Um, you know, I'd love to get some more time to talk to you. Uh, I, we'll talk offline a little bit, but um, fascinating work. Clearly, you're touching lives, and that's part of your personal legacy. So, uh, Jemmy, I want to thank you so much for joining me here at the Wounded Blue Hour. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. So as we close for today, I, I want you to once again go check out thewoundedblue.org, uh, see who we are, see what we do. And uh, if you're a supporter of law enforcement, which I would imagine you would be, otherwise you wouldn't be watching or listening to me today. And uh, I urge you to go and hit that donate button and give what you can. If you're struggling, you're a law enforcement officer or you have been a law enforcement officer, feel free to reach out to us. We are the Thin Blue Line family that you were promised that probably uh, you were disappointed in. And uh, we are that family. So I'm Randy Sutton here at uh, the Wounded Blue Hour on the America Out Loud Network. We'll see you again next week.